Shabbat Shalom, it's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the Spirit. I hope you are blessed and encouraged in Yahovah. Ah, okay, guess what? There's a couple of things I didn't send out. Ah, how did I not do that? So anyway, I want you to bear with me because we're all just going to work together here at the end of Sabbath just to get get things organized so I can get the email. I forgot to send out the email. How can I do that? Eh? But it'll just take me a second. So if you're just tuning in, just give us a shout out. Tell us where you're watching from. And uh, who could imagine that a man could do two things at one time? And that's what I'm going to be doing right now. <laughs> two things at once. We've got Lola in Florida. Welcome. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. Um, who else have we got? We've got Clint Shabbat Shalom, and uh, we are lifting you and family up right now uh, following the, the loss of your mum last night, and we are standing with you. We thank you for joining with us, and we will continue to stand in the place of prayer with you and uh, just proclaim the victory of Yeshua over your life and over your family at this time. We've got Arlene uh, in Kentucky. Good to see you. We've got Karen in North Carolina. We've got Cassandra joining with us. Thanks for joining with us. And uh, like I said, if you're tuning in, give us a shout out on the message feed on Facebook as well as YouTube. And guess what? I've managed to send out the email as well so that people will get pinged. We are live right now. And just a little update from the week. Uh, what an exciting time we are in as we are in the preparation for Passover. But, you know, I want us to look at um, a few key verses tonight that have just really been on my heart in the midst of what is troubling us in the world and in the days in which we're living. And, you know, I just really sense the importance of us delivering the message, the power of the king. Do we know how powerful the king is? And we've been talking on the uh, this past few weeks on the importance of the resurrection power. So, you know, I want to encourage you as we will just uh, be bringing up a few scriptures, uh, you know, with regard to the resurrection and the importance of the resurrection. And we're just going to really have a time of testimony here tonight in the victory of Messiah. So let's just take a moment and pray. Father, I thank you that it is not by might nor by power, but it's by your Spirit. Even when we see events happening around us that we have no control over, we know more than anything that you are in control. And Father, we yield our control to you because we know you care for us. And we humbly submit ourselves before you and we ask for your name to be lifted up in everything that we face and everything that we go through. We know that if God be for us, Yehovah, who can be against us? Who can separate us from your love? Nothing can separate us from your love. And we know that we are found in your presence. And with Sharon, I thank you, Father, that she is united with you, that she will be sleeping right now, but she, it says that those who have died first will be raised up and those who are alive will be caught up with them in the gathering before the Messiah. Hallelujah. So we stand on the promises knowing that we have eternal life. So we worship you, Father, and we praise you for what you're doing in and through each and every one of us. And we thank you, Father, for this Sabbath, this Sabbath rest. And we know that it's a time for us to be um, uh, emboldened, to be equipped in the Spirit, to receive by the Spirit. And what a blessing it is to take time to know 
more about who you are each and every day, but more than anything on the Sabbath that we receive from you. And the key things that uh, you've shown me today on the importance of uh, the power of the King, who you are, Yeshua, we worship you. And we just want to release an outpouring of your spirit upon our lives as well. We break the assignments of the enemy and we say, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We proclaim your kingdom in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. We've got Sandy joining with us as well. Cassandra, I think I said a shout out to you, Cassandra. Thanks for joining. If you're tuning in, just give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from as well. It's always good to see where people are tuning in. We've had some great responses from uh, the message I did with Jerry a couple of days ago on a Thursday evening on the calendar for Passover and Spring Feast. Just understanding a biblical perspective. We know that people do different things with different calendars and have different convictions. But the whole purpose of what we put together the other day was... Are we aligning how we function in the feast in accordance with the Torah and with the scriptures? Because if we step outside of what the scripture says, just because we're following this calendar, we're following this way, we're following that way. Look, as for me and my house, we will follow Yehovah. So if the system you're following is from the basis of religion, this is the first year to change to be doing something that is biblical so that you know that the feasts are falling within the right timetable. We know that the barley has to be aviv because we read it within the scriptures. We know uh, when first fruits have to be. So we explained when the rabbinic first fruits, uh, fruits took place and we explain where Leviticus 23 says first fruits have to take place and we gave the example so that it could be clearly understood. So thanks to everyone who has responded and been encouraged with the outline. Uh, we are finishing up a document I pasted a, a simple uh, example of uh, the positions for if this if the Passover was on uh, the first day through to the seventh day, so you knew the positions of everything leading up to Shavuot. Uh, so uh, we are actually expanding on that document. We're going to add a few more scriptures and information so that you can share it with your children, you can share it with your friends, um, and just really understand how to deal with the counting. Because sometimes it gets very confusing, especially when you hear a ministry saying, this is what we do. But the question is, why do you do what you do? And if your response is that you're, you're following religion, then that's it. <laughs> You know, I'm walking in the other direction. Why? Because as for me and my house, we're done with religion. And we know the power of what it truly means to follow a mighty God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. All right. So I want you to turn to John chapter 11. And you might be thinking, oh, we're a week ahead getting into these scriptures dealing with uh, the resurrection and, uh, uh, you know, things in relation to Passover, Yeshua being the Passover lamb. But let me tell you something. As we lead up to this feast, we should be preparing our hearts. And, you know, some of the things I'm going to share tonight, you'd think, well, this would be a great message for first fruits. Well, we'll just add on to things and first fruits but I know this word needs to be spoken today we have got to get to the place where we understand clearly what the father is doing within our lives that the power of the king is present 
The power of the king is here. Do you believe that? If you believe that, you don't need to be worried or concerned what's going on around you because we have authority in the spirit to overcome. We have angels that uh, will operate on our behalf. Hallelujah. The power of the king. We serve a mighty king. As I'm speaking right now here in Israel, the time is 7.23. Within the next half hour or so, there's a demonstration that's taking place in Jerusalem of human rights where we are standing up uh, in this land. And it's also not just in this land. It's happening in nations all over the world where the people are coming together and saying, you are not going to uh, lock us into things like green passports and uh, uh, proving you have vaccinations so that you can do things, you can't do things. We are coming against this tyrancy of what is taking place here in Israel and in the nations. So I'm not going to be at that gathering tonight, uh, but you know I know people who will be there. And you know I just want to encourage you from around the world that we need to pray as we look at the agenda. Uh, especially here in Israel. And we, and we listen to uh, Prime Minister Bibi and the conversations he's having with organizations like Pfizer uh, and Moderna. And what type of things are they bringing to us? Yeah, I posted something the other day that was really quite interesting and in how nations backed out from taking the Pfizer vaccine, so-called vaccine, uh, because of the conditions of the agreement. The conditions that we want to uh, hold in uh, lieu, your assets, your your assets overseas, your embassy, your military bases, and all these different things. You're thinking, what are they talking about? This is meant to be a vaccine. Can't you just buy a vaccine and just get on with things? Why are they trying to uh, use uh, what they have to manipulate, to control for even greater power. And that's what we're dealing with. And, you know, no wonder uh, Benjamin Netanyahu signed an agreement of secrecy for 30 years. Um, so we're not going to understand all the content of what he signed with organizations like Pfizer. You know, Bibi said that he spoke to the Pfizer CEO over 21 times in the preparation of these agreements. So we have a government that is aggressively trying to enforce this so-called vaccine, which is not a vaccine, it's gene therapy. It is not doing what a normal vaccine does. And, you know, from the Center of Disease uh, Control, they explain what a vaccine does and what does a, 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 a vaccine do. It, uh, it's a product that stimulates the immune system to fight against a problem so that you can overcome that disease so it won't come near you. And that's not what's happening with the Pfizer vaccine that has gone around uh, here in Israel and many other countries in the world. We don't know what this experimental gene therapy could do. It could be uh, uh, activating things within your immune system to make you hyperimmune that could... Uh, it has no ability to be switched off. What happens if it stays on in an ongoing basis and you're you're hyperimmune to uh, all different types of diseases and you won't be able to handle other sicknesses in the future? We are not choosing to sign up for experimental um, orders from governments. We have got to have control over what we do with our bodies, what we put into our bodies. That should be down to us, what we do. So if you've taken vaccines, that's entirely your decision. 
decision. And I'm not here to tell you that I'm angry against what you've done. I'm not. We just need to be educated. We need to know what uh, is uh, being asked of us. And they are not telling us that uh, it's experimental. Anyway, I don't really want to get onto all of that. But, you know, it's important that we understand because I know many people who've been vaccinated They thought that when they get vaccinated, they could take their masks off. They could live a normal life. They didn't know that they've got to keep the masks on. They didn't know that this passport system that's coming in means you've got multiple stamps that have to go in it. It's not just a card to say, hey, I've been vaccinated. So what are you going to do with all the different strains and things that come out in the future? Are we just going to let this gene therapy continue? Are we going to allow this technology that's not been tested properly in humans just continue to roll out? Not on my watch and not in my family. And I hope that's the same for you. So let's make the stand and let's pray for freedom within the nations. Just yesterday I was in the supermarket and um, I didn't have a mask on. Security's like, you know, where's your mask? I said, I'm exempt from wearing the mask. And there was all such a hassle, hassle from the staff. And I basically told them, look, you know, you can call the police, but if you physically remove me from your store, I will sue you. And that's what I told security. And uh, in the end, I did, I did my shopping I got everything done in there, but it was a hostile situation. And even when I got to the till, I've still got staff members screaming at me, put your mask on. And this is one of the things security said to me. You are causing fear to the other customers in the store. I'm thinking, you're the one that's making a whole big thing on this. But, you know, oh, no, because of the the safety of our other customers, this is the problem. You know, but I have a medical exemption from wearing a mask. I'm going in for surgery this week. Hallelujah. Can't wait where I'll be able to breathe properly (laughs) in about a week or so halfway through Passover. Hallelujah. So, you know, but, you know, we're dealing with discrimination. We're dealing with, uh, you know, why should I have to tell you what my medical condition is? Why should I? This is private. You don't have to run around uh, telling anyone this. But people are losing jobs. They're being told if you're not vaccinated, you can't work here. Uh, If you don't get this passport, you can't fly. If you don't do this, you can't do that. And what we are seeing is we are seeing governments controlling the people. And we have an opportunity at this moment to stand up. But I want to add to the power of you standing up. And that's understanding how powerful the king is. You know, it's the power of the king. So it's not really about just your stand. Yes, we can stand But it's the power of the king that we see. So I want you to turn to John chapter 15. We're going to read, uh, is it? No, John chapter 11, sorry, uh, from verse 25. It says, Yeshua said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? They will never die. Do you believe this? I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Hallelujah. We're talking about the resurrection power of a mighty God. 
And we know that Yeshua, he rose from the dead. And that we are, uh, you know, we saw the first fruits as we see in the book of James. It talks about the first fruits being raised up. You know, when Yeshua rose from the dead, there was all these people, or when the earthquake took place, there was all these people came out their graves. They say 400 people came out their graves, um, you know, that were raised from the dead because of what was happening at that moment. We serve a God who is the resurrection power. Hallelujah. So in Matthew chapter 28, it says, After the Sabbath, at the dawn of the first day, of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of Yehovah came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. He, uh, uh, his appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Now, I want you to capture what's taking place here. We are seeing the power of the king. You know, you can do everything you want to, to keep that stone in place. You can put guards on it. You can put a, a big royal seal pin in there, uh, welded in so that no one can move it. But when the power of God moves, something's going to change. And I'm saying that to say this, as we are preparing for Passover, we shared the other day, let my people go, that they may worship me. Let my people go. Pharaoh, get your hands off the people of Elohim. So as the people of Elohim, you don't need to be subject to what's going on in the world today. You don't need to be subject to the manipulation and control of what's going on. And listen, even if it costs you your life, even if you pay a high price, you pay the price so that we see freedom, that we see deliverance. Look at what Moshe went through, Moses. You know, when he came and said to the people, hey, God has sent me. I'm going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to get out of here. They're like, what are you talking about? And as Moses' voice started to rise up, the persecution started to increase. And, you know, we all like to talk about the Passover lamb, the Israelites being in their home, putting on the blood of the doorposts of their heart. But when you start studying historically, they say that around about 20% of Israel left Egypt. So what happened to the rest of them? They did not want to follow in the ways of Yehovah. They did not want to come out and worship Yehovah. They wanted to stay in Egypt. So it wasn't that the whole of Israel left. It was only those who chose to leave that came out with Moses. Hallelujah. A couple of million of them came out with Moses. So we just want to proclaim that there is great earthquakes that take place, that the Father can send angels on our behalf. They descended from heaven and they came and they rolled back the stone. And guess what they did? They sat on it. We are talking about a higher power. So you might think, what can you do? What ability do you have? Hear the word of Yehovah. You have the power of a mighty God dwelling within you. And we release the power of Yehovah over our lives. We thank you that we are transformed. And I want you to turn to the book of uh, Philippians. Okay, Philippians chapter 3. Let's just turn to the book of Philippians. Hallelujah. I hope you're being encouraged and I hope you're having uh, you know, just a good time in the Word. What do we love about the Word? We love that we 
are edified, that we are comforted, that we are encouraged in the presence of Yahovah. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, Okay, let's uh, let's read from verse uh, 15. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if one uh, and if on some point, let me put my glasses on so I can actually see it. Eh? That makes a difference. <laughs> okay. And if on some point you think differently, that too Elohim will make clear to you. So we're, what we're dealing with, we're dealing with uh, the example of how we should walk, dealing with persecution, uh, you know, understanding who Messiah is. Uh, this is what we're dealing with in the scriptures before, um, you know, and we're, we're talking about if you think differently, it's okay. Just hold your ground. Understand what the scripture says because Elohim will make it clear to you. And when we shared on the calendar the other day, and what does it say within the Torah? If you're part of a group that's following a system that takes you out of the Torah cycle of the feasts, then you've got to ask the question, am I following Yahovah or am I following religion? Oh, brother, you don't know what you're saying. If I come against this or or challenge this, it's going to cause persecution within my life. Okay, well, join the club. You know, we face persecution here with standing on the biblical days of the feasts as well. And what's it going to take? It's going to take the righteous people to stand up and do what's right, and other people will see it. And like Paul said, what did he say uh, earlier on in this chapter of Philippians chapter 3? He's basically saying, I'm an example. I'm I'm living this life. I'm not asking you to do something I'm not living. And that's what's important. So when you hear people say, well, you know, you can talk about anything you want, but don't talk about the calendar. Don't talk about the timings of the feast, because if you do that, that's where division is going to be found. Well, okay, let me ask you a question. Are you following Scripture or not? If we're following Scripture, we shouldn't find division. If there's division, and the division is on the basis of doing what is biblical or doing what is rabbinic, then we've got to make a decision and let this Pesach, let this Passover be the time where we get holy alignment. Verse 16, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Are we living up to what we have attained? Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the patterns we gave you. Oh, hallelujah. I am sensing the presence of Yahovah and the importance of what it truly means to be on time in the presence of Yahovah. Verse 18, For as I have often told you before, and now say with an, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Messiah. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And one of the things I want to point out that's so important here, are we bringing the order of Yahovah as we deal with this COVID pandemic and the things that are going on here? You know, some people are more excited about human rights than they are about telling people about Yeshua. And we've got to make sure we have the balance and that we're kingdom-driven, and we use the initiative of the kingdom. So some have got their minds on earthly things, but our citizen, 
citizenship, hallelujah, is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, Yahweh, uh, uh, the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who by the by, <laughs> who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious bodies. Hallelujah! Did you hear that? Who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform. So what does that word transform mean? Transform our lowly bodies. Ha! Huh. Your lowly fleshly bodies are going to get transformed. You are born again of the Spirit. You are not your own. Hallelujah. Our citizenship is in heaven. You have a heavenly seal over your life. We are ambassadors here on earth. Hallelujah. We've been created to dwell in this realm and we will reign with Messiah for the millennial and then we'll have the new heavens and the new earth, okay? So our destiny is not to go sit on heaven, you know, playing a harp on a cloud, singing glory, glory, hallelujah. No, our our destiny is to be in fellowship with Yehovah, to walk in his ways and to have dominion over the earth. So what does it say? Uh, under Everything is under his control. I want to ask the question, are we submitting everything we're going through under the control of Yehovah? Emotions, I bring you under the control of Yehovah. The flesh, I bring you under control of Yehovah. The events of what's happening in my communities, within my family, within the world that is around me, I bring it under the control of Yehovah. I choose to be transformed because I know that I am being saved, okay? Why do I say I'm being saved? So that they will be like his glorious body. I don't have my heavenly body yet. You know, I'm born again of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm born of the Spirit, but I'm waiting for that new body. Hallelujah. Not this lowly body. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So we stand upon the promises of Yehovah. We say that your promises are yes and amen. Father, thank you. What does it say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5? And, you know, this is an encouragement uh, for Clint and for our sister Sharon. It says, yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with Yehovah. Because that's, you know, but but what, what are we choosing? We are choosing to be here to make a difference for Yehovah. And, but if we die, if we leave this earthly body, we are just going to be at home with the Lord. We are not going to be in a place where it's no hope. We have a greater hope in him that we are walking in eternity with a mighty God. We stand upon the promises of Yehovah. His promises are yes and amen and we celebrate the victory of a mighty God. And here's a scripture I love to share. What are we talking about? The power of the king, releasing the power of the king within our lives. So we see the ability to overcome. We see the ability to stand. You know, how do we deal with unbelief? How do we deal with the challenges? Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. For the word of Elohim 
is living, it is active, it's sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit and uh, marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from Elohim's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Yeshua, the Son of Elohim, let us hold firmly to the faith we possess. <laughs> we profess, not possess. We possess it as well. But the faith we profess, hallelujah. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace and help us in our time of need. Hallelujah. This double-edged sword, this importance of understanding just the depths of what the Word of God does within our lives. We're going to make every effort to enter into the rest. Devil, you are not going to uh, conflict. You're not going to uh, put us in bondage. We're not going to live in slavery. We're going to live in the freedom of of Messiah. Are we ready to walk in freedom? Are we ready to see uh, the importance of what it truly means to walk in the spirit of a mighty God? Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your word. Hallelujah for the word of Yehovah. We stand on the promises of Yehovah. Thank you, Father. In the book of Revelation, chapter 1, it says, The revelation of Yeshua, the Messiah, which Elohim gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He, must, uh, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw that is, um, that is the word of Elohim and the testimony of Yeshua the Messiah. And you know, what are we seeing here? We're seeing two things. We're seeing the word of Elohim, and this is part of our testimony. We testify to everything that is in the word and the testimony of Yeshua, the Messiah. And that's why at Passover, we've got to be on time uh, operating how the Torah teaches us to operate and not being caught up in religion. Oh, brother, what calendar do you follow? Well, that's not the point. The point is, are we following the Torah? Hallelujah. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. You know, I heard um, uh, a minister uh, share, you know, a long time back, um, to do with Passover at the time of Yeshua, Here's Israel. They're missing the Messiah. He's coming as the Passover lamb and they're missing who he is. Why? They are waiting for the second coming of the Messiah. They didn't understand the two comings of Messiah. And here we've seen the fulfillment of the spring feast in Yeshua. We know what he has done, but do we truly understand the fall feasts of Yehovah? Do we understand the importance of the Feast of Tabernacles? Do we understand uh, the Feast of Trumpets, the returning of the Messiah, the marriage uh, supper of the Lamb, and all these different things? 
just as the, the people of Israel should have been focused on the Passover around about the time of Yeshua over 2,000 years ago, so we need to be focused on the second coming of Messiah. That's why we want to study the scriptures to understand the day in which we are living so that we can operate and function by the Spirit. I love what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16. All scripture is breathed, uh, is breathed out by Elohim. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of Elohim may be um, com- competent, equipped for every good work. So we thank you that all scripture is brief. Thank you, Father, you've given us the word that we can stand on the promises of the word of Yehovah, that we can deal with corrections and things that we might be doing wrong. Father, align us. Look, I just want to tell you, I don't have all the answers. And sometimes we can be in situations, you know, look, when I started to share about what it meant to come into the Hebraic walk of the faith, I went out there and ministered to churches. I never heard of Hebrew roots. I ministered in house groups. I ministered to leaders. I met with uh, denominational leaders. I met with professors. I shared with them from the place of vulnerability. I didn't have all the answers. But the more I shared, the more I started to see the iron sharpening iron. I started to see how they were saying, you know what, you're right. This is the truth. This is the word of Yehovah that we need to stand upon. And they recognize the places of our weakness. We've got to get rid of pagan Easter. Get it out your life. It's the whole reason why the northern kingdom was expelled from the land. It's because they did worship to Ishtar. Yes. And they were scarred. But Yeshua, he came to a place called the Galilee, the very place where they were expelled from, and said, I've come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I've come to make my nation one. And that's what we have got to uh, stand upon at this time. So will you stand today in the power of the king? And you might be in a tough place right now, struggling, not knowing where to get your strength from. Then I just want to release the strength of a mighty God over you. We have the comforter, the Holy Spirit. When we are weak, when we just... We, we don't know what to pull on. We don't know what to say. We don't know what to read. Some of you have got so many tears within your eyes. You can't even read right now. You can't even work out how to stand on the promises. Then John chapter fourteen twenty six is for you. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that he has said. Who is this counselor? He is our comforter. He is the one who will comfort you. And as we stand together as the body of Messiah to be a comfort and encouragement to each other, and that is our duty, and that is what we are called to be. But we know more than anything, even when man let us down, Yeshua is there for us by the Spirit. So we receive the embrace of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, today. We are called to be doers of the word, not only hearers of the word. We want to apply the gifts of the Spirit to our lives. We want to apply the feasts of God 
to our life. We want to apply biblical order to our lives. Why? If we don't do these things, we're deceiving ourselves. It's called being doers of the word. What does it mean to be a doer of the word? Do what the word says. What does it mean to be a doer of religion? Doing what religion says over what the word says. And we need to be people who stand on the promises of Yahovah. There's so much more I can share, and, and you know, maybe I'll just uh, share uh, Isaiah chapter 41. Uh, I love this scripture. Um, let's just uh, share that in uh, closing here today. And just listen, I just want you to be encouraged in Yehovah so we understand who he is. He is a mighty God. He is a mighty God. It says in verse 10 of Isaiah 41, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your Elohim. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And in this chapter, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with rebuke. We're dealing with a nation who's stiff-necked, a nation who has uh, been compromising to idols. And here the answer of a mighty God comes, I'm going to give mercy to you. I'm going to give grace to you. I'm going to help you in your place of need. I'm going to help you in the place of weakness. And I will lift you up and make you strong. And that's the word that God wants you to hear today. It's the power of the king. Receive the power of the king. What do you need his power to do within your life right now? Receive the power of the king. This is the hour. Don't let it pass by. Don't go past this moment and miss everything that the Father has for you right now, right here. Is it a place where you feel empty? Is it a place where you feel, I don't know what the answer is. Well, well, as long as you don't know the answer, just fill that void with the Holy Spirit and, and just wait before him. And when he releases the answer, you'll move forward. But know what it means to be in the peace and in the care and the counsel of the Spirit in that place of waiting. It's okay. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about these things. Because we have a God who knows what's going on in tomorrow. We, you know, today has got enough worries of its own. <laughs> Seek first the kingdom of Elohim and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Don't worry about your life, what you eat, what you drink, about your body, what you wear. Life is more important than food. Life, what does that word mean? Life. If you're not in Messiah, you don't have life. If you're in Messiah, you have life. Life is more important than these. Yeshua dwelling within you is more important than these. It's more important than the food and the natural. It's more important than the clothes that you wear. And if you will receive, by seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, if you will receive from him, you will be rich and wealthy in his name, in his presence, and everything else will be added unto you. So we're preparing this week, getting ready for Pesach, for Passover. We're getting our lives ready. We're getting our homes ready. Look, I, I, get, I get Mercianics get offended at me when they find out that we clean our house. We go through the cupboards and we spring clean or, you know, we Pesach clean. We get all of the, the leaven out. We clean the place up and you start finding uh, leaven and 
dirt and stuff in places you think, you kidding me? You, you don't realize until you start really looking uh, just how dirty things are. And that's the same within our lives. We start looking at our lives and it's like, oh, wow. I didn't realize just how bad that was. And the Father says, come on, get this stuff out. Recognize who I am. I want to bring you redemption. I want to bring you wholeness. As we come into Pesach and we see that our Redeemer has come, we see who he is. Hallelujah. It's so amazing. I'm so thankful for my faith. I'm so thankful for salvation. I don't want to waste what? My life. I want my life to count for Yehovah. I want my life to count for God. Take this time to say, Father, I want it to count. How do I make it count for you? Don't do it by the things that you think you can do in the world's order. Not do it by the Spirit. What is the Spirit saying to you? Are we going to be people of little faith? Or are we going to be people that don't worry? Why Why don't you worry? Because we seek first the kingdom of God and in his righteousness. That's why we don't worry. Listen, if you're not seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you've got every right to be worrying <laughs> because you've not made room for God to move in your life. So what did I say we're talking about tonight? Releasing the power of the king. I receive the power of the king. I, I receive the power of the king to clean up my life, to be prepared for Pesach, to be prepared for unleavened bread. I'm getting the leaven out. I don't want to be walking in sin. I want to be walking in the presence of Yehovah. So tomorrow we've got a Zoom call coming up, and I hope you will join with us if you are not part of our uh, mailing list you won't get the email for the link, so let me try and work out how I get that for you. Um, Bulldozerfaith.com. We've also got a new website. It's coming. You know, thanks for all you who are praying to get this site done. It is coming. Just bear with us as we get things organized for the new website. Uh, there's just a few things we've got to do, and it's ready. But if you're not part of the mailing list, join up using this link right now and then you can uh, get uh, the information uh, for our Zoom calls. If you're watching on Facebook right now, uh, where do I find it? Let me find it. Crossing point. Let me just put it in here. Uh -huh. Okay, this link here. Um, this will take you to our crossing point platform here. And on this platform, uh, this is where we stream live the Zoom call, okay? Uh, you can join there. But this is also a great place. If you if you want to be surrounded by others and you want to be uh, walking in intercession, listen, there's no office of intercessor. There's no job title intercessor. Every one of us are called to stand in the gap and intercede on behalf of others. Then share your prayer requests on this platform Uh Share with, with others so we can stand with you uh, and just be a community on Crossing, uh, Crossing Point Global Community, making a difference from the place of prayer. So thanks for joining with me. If you're blessed and encouraged with the message, I want to encourage everyone that is giving to the ministry standing with the ministry we appreciate it very much and just we encourage you continue to stand with us you know what I love about uh, you know the community that we have we've, we've got people who've been given to the ministry for years and they just are so blessed and encouraged 
um, and I've been supporting the work uh, for many years. So that's a link. If you just want a link to give, I just posted that there. You can go and make a donation in the currency of your country, and we appreciate it. So from wherever you're watching, and from here in Israel, I just want to say Shabbat Shalom, Shavua Tov. I am getting an operation this week. We've got the elections in Israel as well. Let's just pray. Father, we pray over these elections in Israel. We pray, Father, that you will have your way. We pray, Father, that the voice of the people uh, uh, of this land will rise up, Father, for those that have the revelation of what is taking place, that we will have a voice to bring freedom to those that don't understand, Father, that we will see democracy restored here in the land of Israel, that these green passports and these uh, two classes of societies will be broken, Father, just as we see in the European Union and their laws there that stop um, any discrimination between those who are vaccinated and those who are not. We ask for justice here in the land of Israel, and we ask, Father, that at this time of elections that we will be able to have a voice to speak out in Yeshua's name. And we say, Messiah, come to the land of Israel. We say, Israel, you shall be saved in Yeshua's name. We release the blood of Yeshua, the power of a mighty God, not just over our lives, but over our nations in Yeshua's name. Thanks for watching. I look forward to seeing you at the Zoom call tomorrow. And I think next week is the clock change for us. Uh, oh, I better just double check that. I don't know when the, the clocks change. I need to look at it. Anyway, sometimes it's a little different between nations, but we will work it out together. Hallelujah. 9.30 Israel time in the evening. That's when we're going to be doing our Zoom call tomorrow. So look forward to seeing you there. Looking forward to the conversations and the time that we will have together in testimony and in prayer. Until tomorrow, Shabbat Shalom.